Hello, everyone. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. Today is Sunday, September 13th in the year 2020, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And I am proud to say and honored to say that I have appeared on the Past the Lotion podcast again as of yesterday with my friends Drury Penn and Whitney Howard. And we had a great time recording it last week. And we talk all about Mars retrograde and uh, the upcoming Jupiter Saturn conjunction and a bit about the election. And we each did a moisturizing jam. And if you don't know what that is, well, then I suggest you tune in and find out because it was lots of fun. So they are distributed where all podcasts are distributed. You could find them on Apple Music, iTunes. You can find them on Spotify and Podbean and all those great places. So it's past the lotion and it's called retrograde lotion for Mars retrograde because that's what we entered in last week. So onward with our podcast, Mars is in retrograde. And since the last time we met, it has gone retrograde. And there are things that are to be looking out for during this Mars retrograde. Now, I think it's been a little quiet in September with Mars as it turned around. It's stationed to retrograde because before in August, as we've discussed, it was a bit uh, sticky <laughs> and intense because Mars was is in Aries and was touching all of those planets in Capricorn that we know so well by now. So one of the things that's so important about this is to remember that Mars is going to come back to them, but not just yet, later in the month. Um, but we are really looking at a review of everything that's happened since March. And <laughs> So you know what that means, right? Um, there's been an enormous amount of activity since March and shocking activity and wild activity and things unexpected. So the world has changed and Mars was with that bunch of planets in Capricorn, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto back in March. And Mars you know, triggered this whole experience because those were there waiting for a trigger. And now Mars is in Aries and it's triggering those things again, but in a different way. It's squaring. So it's it's looking at those planets from a different perspective. And Mars is bringing back the memories of what started in March. And, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere, where a lot of this has happened, and, you know, this happened in their winter months. And when things happen in winter, like the, the COVID happened in winter. So people get sick in winter. You know, generally that's what we associated. Although many of us get summer colds resulting from summer allergies, whatever. But, um, we get, we get, we tend to think we get more illnesses in the colder months and therefore the colder months are coming up north. And so people are probably starting to think about what happened last winter and are hoping that this winter is not a repeat performance, which of course, I totally agree. But the the main concern is that what is it that happened and did you connect with when you were dealing with this this COVID, what happened and what was going on prior to that, like, did you had a life before that? 
And sometimes when I refer to those months prior, like January and February, I say, oh, that was a century ago because it was a lifetime ago. It, it, very different things happened. And so Mars is coming back to review what happened in March and also to trigger everything from August again. So you might feel like you are really very much uh, passing over the same sorts of situations and conversations and things, but fear not because... It's going to be different. Saturn and Pluto were together in January. They moved apart. They are not getting back together again. They are moving away from each other. And one of the important things about that is to remember that they were together only once, and they are not going to repeat this. They're not going to keep going back and forth. So the exactitude was back in January and that triggered all of this, but that does not mean that it's going to continue and that we are going to have like the same effects all over again. That was a once, a once in a lifetime transit. And thankfully, you know, we're not going to get that same experience of those two coming together again, because then I would say something different. Then I would say, oh, we can expect more of the same. This is this is more of a reminder, an echo, uh, a remembrance, a dream, a phase. And yeah, people may be afraid, but don't be, don't be. This is, try to see this as a new period. Nothing, nothing repeats itself quite the same way ever in life. You know, it's never exactly the same way. But when we look at Mars being retrograde and passing over a place where it's been in August and July and really triggered things in August, then we have to read more, more so deal with what we dealt with in August and reconnect with those things as opposed to, you know, look what happened back in March. We're looking at March. We're remembering March. It's not the same thing. So fortunately, it did not go over those Capricorn planets retrograde and back and forth because that would have been like something, a very different energy. So um, what we're being asked to do is go within and find our passions and go within and find and connect with what is important for us um, passion-wise and um, action-wise, but we're not doing anything right now we have this is a time of inward looking and there's been a lot of that this year but it's important because you know as we as we move through the toward the end of the year now we have Jupiter having gone direct yesterday and that's another very important point and why these planetary stations are important and we did talk about this on the past solution podcast is there's an energy surge going forward or going backwards so Mars stepped back now Jupiter has stepped forward. And Jupiter is part of that threesome in Capricorn. And so now we have a different different thing going on because Jupiter is moving forward to not only greet Pluto again in November, as it has twice this year, but it's moving forward out of Capricorn, which it has not done. So it's moving, you know, it's been in Capricorn all year, but it's moving to get ready to leave Capricorn now. So it's going to visit all the places it's been in these last few months and say hello again and then say goodbye to Capricorn by mid-December. And that's extremely important because now we're going to, like Jupiter's going to finish up its journey in Capricorn. It's going to release the past 
And Jupiter's part of this. Even though Jupiter is the abundance planet, it's still an expansion planet. And what and it magnifies whatever it touches. And it what it does is make things bigger. So it ran over that Saturn-Pluto hotspot and it connected with Pluto. And a lot of these things are very etched in our memories because Jupiter, and we're so huge because Jupiter makes things bigger. And Jupiter sometimes exaggerates, exaggerates things for what they are. So, you know, when now that Jupiter's moving forward, now that we can start to a step ahead with Jupiter, we can start to feel that mo- momentum towards Pluto where it's going to connect for the third and last time and at the same time Mars goes direct in November. So that's a big week, that mid-November week. But we're not there yet. Um, we're just in the beginnings of Mars retrograde. Um, but Jupiter will leave and go into Aquarius. And that's going to be important because it's going to meet Saturn there. And at the end of the month, Saturn will go direct. So we're, we're Jupiter's turned the car around and is going forward. And even though Mars has turned the car in reverse, um, we have to sort of balance all of this because Mars is saying, okay, what didn't you get done? What, what parts of your life where do you feel are unaccomplished? Where do you where do you have to really go inside deeply and connect with where you might be angry, where you might feel passions stirring that were not acknowledged, where um, you might be passionate about something you've wanted to do for a long time, and suddenly it surfaces and you can go in and get it and see it and be with it and explore it and experiment with it in ways that you have not done before. So you know, it's important to pay attention to Mars and to allow it to show you something. There's not a lot of action taking. There's a lot of exploration and watching and thinking and reviewing, okay? Even though Jupiter's moving forward and there's a part of us that wants to take action, Jupiter is not necessarily the planet of initiation. It is a planet of expansion and optimism and finding our self-esteem and self-worth within. So now what might happen is you've been working on things for months since the middle of May, because that's when Jupiter went retrograde, and you are now taking it out into the world and you're starting to see different levels of self-worth, self-esteem that you might have missed before. So the things that you've been working on internally since May. And whenever a planet is retrograde, we we go within and we, we do some homework. So right now we are in that process of doing some passionate homework. Okay. So with Mars, so I'm talking about both of them, you know, because there were the two stations this week, you know, Mars went retrograde in the last week and Jupiter went direct. So that's again, another powerful thing because when two planets make moves like this in the same week, it's, it's, they're connected to one another and they are talking to one another, even if they're not directly speaking to one another through aspects, they're on some page together. And so we need to just be aware of that and be conscious of it. Jupiter is going to help us be more conscious of our philosophy, our beliefs going forward, our optimism, where we place our optimism. And in Capricorn, it's cautious optimism. And also where we are giving ourselves some new levels of consciousness around our self-esteem, our self-worth, 
and um, how we how we present ourselves in the world. So in the meantime, the sun has been busy because the sun is in Virgo and it's going to be in Virgo for a little while longer. It'll be there till the 22nd when it goes into Libra. But the sun in Virgo is important because it's an earth sign. And we all know about Virgo. We know that they're particular and we know that they're, um, you know, exacting and, and hardworking. But what the sun is doing is very important this week. It's important because the sun made a trine to Jupiter on Wednesday, the day Mars went retrograde. And what's happened is the sun is moving through Virgo, making very nice aspects to the planets in Capricorn. And so we're getting a little bit of a break because the sun is visiting an earth sign doing earth sign things, very practical things, but making nice sweet talk to Jupiter and Pluto and Saturn. And so one of the things that's going to happen this week is it's going to trine Pluto on Monday, tomorrow, the 14th, and then it's going to trine Saturn on Thursday, the 17th. So this is important because the sun is speaking sweetly to the planets in um, Capricorn, and it's giving us an opportunity to sort of step back and relax a little bit. Because once it goes into Libra, you know, October is going to be some rocking month because once the sun goes into Libra, then it's challenging the planets in Capricorn. And Mars is going to come back and challenge the planets in Capricorn from Aries. So we're going to be dodging this T-square all through October. And that's complicated. So let's enjoy this time. Really, enjoy this time. Get as much accomplished that's on your desk as possible. Um, have the conversations you need to have. Uh, do the work you need to do. Keep the wheels turning and in motion. And, you know, even though we're not initiating so much because of the Mars retrograde, it's important to keep going and not roll over and go back to sleep on projects that have been sitting on our desk you know, all these months. And if you really feel like you've lost track of things, now's the time to catch up. August was very distracting. And before we have a distracting October, which it can be, um, I really encourage everyone to connect with, you know, the, the good stuff, like how maybe Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto are giving you a gift here. Like there's maybe some real wisdom for you and for all of us that comes out of this. Now, while the beat goes on collectively and, you know, people are still being careful and the world is gradually opening up and we don't know what's going to come in these next months and we're still living in an unknown world. And if you read the paper, which you probably shouldn't do very often, if you read the paper, you are, you're just going to feel more lost and because there's lots of awful stories that I, I checked out the paper for the first time the other day and I was like, I don't really need to look at this. I, I really feel like I'm, I'm good and I'm aware. It's not like I'm, my head is in the sand, but I'm aware, but I'm not being in inundated by information about this pandemic. 
Um, I work a lot with the quantum field. I have a holographic scaling system. And the people who created this system, the, the genius programmers, say that the field is really saturated with this information about COVID, that it's just too hot and it's too much of a buzz and it's too, too in the news, too much all the time. So what we want to do is not contribute to that because that's making the hysteria, the, the anxiousness, the, the discomfort bigger. So now we need to raise our consciousness, say, okay, I know it's there. I have to tend to my life. I can't sit here looking at data, reading about doom and gloom, watching videos that telling me the end is near. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you've got to tend to your life. And if you're paying way too much attention to the news and not enough attention to your life, you know, you're going to feel the effects of that in the long run. And it's really important to connect with your life and use this little breathing space of the sun trining these planets. The sun is our life force. Use this breathing space while Mars hasn't gotten to them yet in these weeks and make some plans, do some things, see some friends if you can. Um, get your work done. Uh, clean out the closet again. <laughs> but make some real plans about your future and start to look at your future as something really profound and what is coming next for you and what's what is what's door is opening for you what profound things are opening for you and how is how is something like i just started a class yesterday that i'm giving for 10 weeks i started teaching and it's about opening your heart. And if you are on my mailing list or you listen to this podcast, you heard me talk about it. Um, but, you know, we had a really nice group. And I'm hoping that we're going to shift with each other like a consciousness and be heart opening because this has been hard for people to connect with others that everyone's isolated. And that was the point to be isolated, you know, physically. But that doesn't mean emotionally, sensitively, we want to be isolated. It means that we want to, we need to connect. And so I'm hoping that during this Mars retrograde, that we are going to get to revisit and review what is in our hearts and, and our what our passions are, and what we'd like to manifest, you know, we have to think about that. We have to become conscious of that. So this week we do have the sun trining Pluto Monday at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time, which is 5.05 my time, and it's trining Saturn at 5.36 p.m. Eastern time, which is 3.36 my time. And in the middle of that on Thursdays, Thursday's a hot day because there's a new moon at 7 a.m. Eastern time, and it's at 25 degrees of Virgo. So we're really winding down Virgo now. We're getting into the last degrees of Virgo um, because a week from Tuesday it goes into Libra, the sun. And so that new moon in Virgo is great because the sun is in, always involved in a new moon because it's the sun and the moon conjunct. So this new moon is powerful because it's really coming to make a good aspect to Saturn and to Pluto. And, and you know, that means that the moon will have trined Jupiter on the 16th Wednesday, and then it's going to, you know, have make the trine to Pluto 
in the wee hours of Thursday morning. So the moon is coming in and following the sun's path of trining, which is a smooth aspect. And this new moon is like a starting point, a nice opening starting point for something lovely and Virgoan. Maybe you want to get out in nature more. Maybe you can pay attention to nature. Maybe you've been stuck home and you are getting connected to nature again. That's really important. And when this new moon happens, it's going to make a really lovely trine to, you know, these, these planets in Capricorn. It's a little far from Jupiter, but Saturn and Pluto are definitely going to feel this. And it's just think of this as some really positive infusion of energy on Thursday. So we really want to encourage this. And we want, if you have a ritual to do, I suggest you do it. It's a good thing. It's, you know, something positive to wish for. Make a manifestation wish, light a candle, sit with it, meditate, and connect with what your wishes are that are positive that are coming out of all of this this year. Okay? So that's that's your homework for the week, um, especially Thursday. Now it's a new moon, so I wouldn't do it prior to Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern time. I would do it, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, if the day's following, the day of the day's following, because we don't do things, we don't initiate things in the dark of the moon. So, you know, today is the last time, like today the moon is in Leo, and, and so we're not there in Virgo yet. So let's just... Hang in there. If you're gonna if you're gonna do something new, then wait till Thursday and try it then. Okay. So other aspects that are happening this week is Venus, which is in Leo, is making a square to Uranus, which is on Tuesday the 15th. And you should feel a little creative burst of energy, or depending on what you have in your chart, if you're a square, a Venus square Uranus person. Mm, maybe some of the things that you have to try now creatively, you've got to throw out all the, the not so great ideas and pick the good ideas and throw things at the wall and see what sticks. And it's always good creativity with Venus and Uranus, even in a square. So you want to connect with your your genius, your brilliance, your innovation, and remember that you know, just because you have like five bad ideas or five ideas that are not workable, let's not call them bad, five ideas that are unworkable aren't going to pan out, but one idea that's great. It's just, it's the process of creativity. And remember that, remember that some of these things are not necessary for you to birth them, but other things are. So you've got to keep moving, you know, and that's really important too, to keep moving in this, you know, the Venus Uranus. Um, this, you know, Venus Uranus happens twice a year on either, on either side of Uranus. So Venus is in Leo. It's gonna, it's squaring Uranus. And back, you know, it, the last aspect it made to Uranus was um, a conjunction when it was in Taurus a few months back. And it, and that was a while ago because remember it went retrograde Pisces. So the last hard aspect that means it's made other aspects but you know there were softer aspects when it was in gemini and um, i'm sorry not when it was in gemini when it was in cancer um so that was last month the month before so um anyway venus uranus tuesday find your brilliance find your genius also this week um once the moon finishes its tour of duty in virgo it's going to go into libra and then you know it's going to make some 
uh, challenges to those Capricorn planets and to Mars. So that's going to be really um, later on in the week on Friday and Saturday as the moon goes into Libra and uh, Wednesday, Thursday afternoon, but not necessarily makes those aspects until Friday. Saturday, a little more of a challenge. You know, it will go void at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday and then go out of void at 2.30 in the afternoon Eastern Time and when it goes into Scorpio. And so um, there's not huge, like there's no all-day voids this week. The void on Tuesday is from 11.10 a.m. in Leo till 2.37 p.m. So that's only like, you know, three and a half hours or so. Um on Tuesday the 15th, and that's Eastern Time. And then when it's void in Virgo, it's going to be 7.42 a.m. to 2.56 p.m., and that's that's not an old day. It's a bulk of the day, but not really. You know, it's not like, oh, it's void for 24 hours, and that's before it goes into Libra Eastern Time. And then really just that one I mentioned on Saturday for a few hours, and then really we're not. We're, we're doing pretty well. It, there's a very short void on the 21st when the moon is in Scorpio. But other than that, we are doing pretty well this week. I'm excited about this new moon because it's going to like give us a nice boost to those Capricorn planets and enlighten us. You know, when the new moon comes, it enlightens us and it gives us some inspiration. And I hope that everyone gains some inspiration, um, through this and sees through the muck and the mire of all this that we've been through this year. Um, then we have the sun going into Libra next week. We're going to have Mercury though, getting involved with these Capricorn planets because it's at the point in Libra, you know, it's, it's trailing along here and it's introducing the square to those planets. Um, from another direction. So, uh, you know, Mars is squaring those planets, has been back in August, like we mentioned, but Mercury's doing it from Libra. Mars is doing it from Aries. And so that trail is going to be followed by the sun once it goes into Libra. Like I said, it goes in next week. But Mercury is starting that path. Mercury is going to do that square because it's in Libra, went in Libra like a little over a week ago. And Thursday, again, Thursday's a big day, Mercury's going to square Jupiter, which is the first of those three planets. Then it's going to, you know, move relatively quickly and square Pluto on Monday the 21st and then eventually square Saturn on the 23rd. Um, So, but we're focusing right now on the square to Jupiter. Mercury square Jupiter is one of those aspects where we need to be very conscious of what we say and who we say it to and don't talk out of both sides of your mouth and don't talk too much so it squares jupiter jupiter's expansion you can keep going and talking and talking and saying the same thing over and over you don't want to do that you want to say what you have to say be concise about it. And remember, the sun is still in Virgo, but it's ruled by Mercury, which is in Libra, which is ruled by Venus, which is in Leo. And so there's a lot like, there's a lot of excitability in the air, you know, and 
that's like that is what we call a ring disposition in astrology you know there's a little circle there the the sun is in virgo it's ruled by mercury mercury's in libra it's ruled by venus venus is in leo ruled by the sun so it's this mercury venus sun loop and that could be very enlightening um but when mercury gets involved with jupiter on thursday you know it's better not to think you know boastfully or arrogantly or assume things that you are uh not entirely certain of so even though you might be feeling really good from that new moon and you might get a little jazzed on thursday don't overdo it just don't overdo it keep the thoughts in line get happy about things that might be going your way for a change because it's all been hard for everybody this year but don't overdo it we're still in mars retrograde and don't make assumptions that you've won the day because we're still in mars retrograde and we don't know and we're still living in the the unknown so you know we're not gonna we're gonna know a whole lot more at the end of the year um we we still have to pay attention and not see Jupiter, now that Jupiter's direct and, you know, Mercury's going to square Jupiter, we can get really overconfident. Mars retrograde ain't the time to be overconfident. It's just not. You can't do that. And even though Jupiter's direct now, we still have to pay attention to the rest of what's going on in the sky. Before Jupiter went direct, Mars went retrograde. It's not like, oh, we got to like a breather here. We got a week between the two or something. But seriously, use this energy wisely um the best use of mercury jupiter is to have a pleasant conversation with someone to read something new or listen to something new you've never heard before to expand your intellectual horizons that's a good use of mercury square jupiter expanding your thoughts your horizons your philosophies your beliefs um mercury being in libra a sign that wants balance, Jupiter being in Capricorn, a sign that wants cautiousness. Um, so there's balance and cautiousness here. It's not like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rule the world. I'm gonna write the great American novel. I'm gonna be, no. <laughs> please, please, be reasonable. Stay focused. Expand your meditation practice. That's a great thing to do under Mercury Jupiter and your mind will expand. Expand your mind in a way that's helpful and healthy as opposed to being boastful or arrogant or um, overconfident, okay? Not good right now with Mars retrograde. Uh-uh. So expand your knowledge. Read a new book. Find a new author. Listen to a new podcast. Um, get your astrological chart done. <laughs> um, and really, that's it for the week. And, you know, Mercury's going to start that connection to the to those planets in Capricorn. So next Monday is going to be Pluto. But we're going to talk about that next week on the podcast. And that is the other reason why I want you to be careful with Mercury. Because, you know, Jupiter's coming, but so are Saturn and Pluto. So just, just read a new book. <laughs> Listen to something new. Watch something different. Let your mind be expanded. I thank you for listening. This is Deb McBride. This has been the Golden Astrologer Podcast. Find me on the internet by going to my website, goldenastrologer.com, thegoldenastrologer.com, and the Golden Astrologer on Instagram, and at Deb Astrology on Twitter, and on YouTube. 
there's a there's a YouTube channel um, where this podcast will appear as well. And also find me if you'd like to have a session. Just go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, and uh, just click on book online. And you will be able to book an appointment. Now, if you are interested in seeing me... Um, live you can see me on these videos I post on Instagram and sometimes I post the same ones on YouTube so you can I do almost daily little videos so you can hear me talk more specifically about the daily horoscopes and give us a listen at the lovely podcast of my friends Whitney and Drury which is past the lotion and please have a listen to that because it's fun and they're fun and we had a lot of fun doing it So I wish you a beautiful week. I have great gratitude for all who listen and I will see you in a week. Thank you so much.